yo, it's your boy Agent Albatross here again with the Cypher Unlimited crew. We got our usual suspects of Dean or Alpha Dean. We got Anthony or Spigs18. And uh, Dean, why are we here today? Well, we're here to talk to the man behind Unmade Gaming. Uh, he's been around since 2015, creating and producing live tabletop RPGs on Twitch and YouTube. And running games that run the gamut of everything. Uh, like I said, from 5e and Numenera, right on down the line to Blades in the Dark and anything in between. <laughs> so without further ado, Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I mean, that covered a lot of it, right? Uh, yeah, I've been doing tabletop uh, on Twitch uh, in some capacity for about four years now. I think a little under or over. Um, yeah, we started doing D&D, &D and now we've moved to as many systems as we can. Uh, we're a huge fan of the cyber system. We're a huge fan of Powered by the Apocalypse. We try to mix and mingle those in there, some games that people haven't heard of, uh, as well as doing a lot of work with Extra Life uh, and their tabletop side of the house. So, yeah, that's it for me. First off, Michael, welcome to the CU. We, we're happy to have you here. Uh, first off, I want to say that um, you're one of the most... We, we asked around on the server of people that we should interview, and Unmade Gaming came up several times, so we're really happy to have you here. We, you're one of the most requested Twitch streamers. That for, means I paid my fans well. <laughs> so that, you know, that's an awesome thing. And um, first off, for viewers that may not know, what exactly is Unmade Gaming and what's your role in the company? Uh, yeah, so Unmade Gaming is a tabletop live stream company. Uh, yeah, I guess it's a way to put it. So right now we are primarily focused on Twitch. We do our archive, our videos on YouTube. Uh, we're also working on podcasts. We're also working on um, like how to DM, how to GM, player videos, that kind of thing. Uh, but basically we're, we're going to be a one-stop shop for all kinds of tabletop stuff. And as for my role in the company, uh, it's the everyman. Uh, I started the company. I do everything mostly by myself. I do have help from people with writing. I do have help from people uh, with artwork. And I do have a charity coordinator because that job became too much to do alone. Awesome. And one, before we get into any more, another question, real quick. Yes. Have you, have you done tour on Unmade Gaming yet? Let me, let me, do you like Torg? Well, I like Torg. <laughs> yeah. You just don't know. <laughs> I love Torg. Okay. I've played, played the original iteration of Torg. I have all the original books and everything they produce for the new system for a Torg Eternity. Any, cool. any chance he gets to mention Torg, <laughs> bring up Torg. I'm not sponsored by Torg, so no, I haven't played the game. Um, I've seen another channel play the game, and boy, yikes. <laughs> um, it, it doesn't it doesn't stream well so regardless of, of I've never played the game so I can't speak to how well it does uh, but because the game is so numerically complicated and because there's a card uh, sort of thing uh, it doesn't stream well because you can't see the cards let's say like hold the card up to the screen and that doesn't that doesn't work well for a video a visual aspect if they did like a roll 20 package or like they had like an online visual card thing uh, they don't um, so I, I will likely not do that, um, <laughs> but I've, I've seen someone else stream it and I saw very mixed reviews in, in the, uh, the viewership in that show. So. We, we are also not sponsored except for Dean, which he's apparently getting a check every week. <laughs> but um, either way, now that we touched on, uh, you know, how systems work in gaming, <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about your experience in gaming and what led you to start your first games of, uh, you know, running for, uh, you know, unmade gaming, like what prompted those first beginning seeds? 
Yeah, so I mean, when I first started doing Unmade Gaming, it was because I had come home from Afghanistan. I had seen a bunch of people that were making videos on YouTube uh, that sort of exploded. That wasn't really my realm before. Um, and then I saw those same people who I was looking to for advice on world building were actually playing in the world they were building live on screen uh, using Google Hangouts. And I was like, that's very low production quality. I could do better than that. Uh, I was wrong. Um, but here I am four years later trying my hardest to, to continue to improve upon that. Uh, but yeah, I literally set up a camera in my basement right next to my boiler. Uh, so every 30 minutes, the audio was inaudible. Um, <laughs> worth the Dean sub pump. Um, <laughs> we also had a microphone on a glass table. So we rolled dice and everyone who was watching had their ears shattered several times a night. Um, and I had the most unflattering camera angle of four fat dudes on a couch. So uh, <laughs> we quickly stopped doing that. I think we did that for like six to eight months. And we we're like, this isn't working anymore. We got to... We gotta only be from here up. Right? <laughs> oh, oh boy! Yeah. Oh no, there's a time, man. I could definitely see that as being a struggle for recording a live, <laughs> like actual. Yeah, it's it's really not a good look when every few minutes you go <laughs> to roll your dice uh, and adjust the lines. Yeah, like, go lean oh. forward. Turns out very few people want to see your socks on the internet. So it's like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Four crab dudes on a couch is most of my gaming experience. Yeah. That was almost the channel name for me. You know what? We need, I, need to, I need to write a, a, a one shot called Four Fat Dudes on a Couch. Yeah. That's, that's a good LARP. We need to write a LARP called Four yeah. Fat Dudes on a Couch. Fortunately, all of my archives of that time got deleted in an accidental purge of my computer, so they're gone oh, forever. No. It's, it's, a, it's a shame. It's a real shame. You can release those as the lost tapes. Yeah, I'm not gonna. <laughs> If you if you dig back enough on my Twitch clips, you can find a clip of the game, the, our first game. It's it's atrocious. <laughs> That's a great Patreon exclusive. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think everybody is learning that their first videos, everything they do, is atrocious. You yeah. Look back after you see how far you've come. Oh yeah. You know. So speaking of all of that, you know, you got a lot of experience with gaming systems, but you know, you run Cipher System on your on your stream, so. I do. Um, why do you feel Cypher is such a good fit? And is there something in the rule set you might want to change for live games? Or is there something you would like to, you know, put up on a pedestal or push to the forefront? Yeah. Um, so with with Twitch, I've noticed that far more people are well, not not necessarily with Twitch, right? But with with live streamed game with actual plays, right? Um, I find that so many less people give a crap about the mechanics. Like no one wants to hear you argue about, can I use athletics or can I use this or can I? And I find that um, the systems that their mechanics get out of the way of the narrative, um, they do far better and I like them better, right? Because now I'm playing, I'm less playing from a number crunch min-max kind of perspective and I'm more playing from like a, the a theatrical narrative storyteller uh, perspective. And not only does Cypher Systems give uh, their their mechanics get out of the way of the narrative, but they also give uh, a lot more narrative control, or they their mechanics frame narrative control in a way that's easier for players to understand. Oh, you can, oh, I can just jump in there and and do this. You can do that in a lot of games, but there's mechanics that that sort of you know ease you into it as a player for um, Numenera and and Cipher and Strange and all those games. Um, so I feel like those do very well. Plus, with Cypher, you can play pretty much anything. I mean, I know Monty Cook Games is a bevy of, of, of games that they've made for Cypher, yeah. uh, but you can do anything. I'm running, right now I'm running Cthulhu in the 1920s meets Supernatural. 
So, like, I was like, I'm going to throw that together, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's always a fun part of um, Cyber System is, like, seeing something you really enjoy and say, hey, that'll be perfect for this. And it almost yeah. always yeah. is. <laughs> almost always. Never, yeah. It's never a problem to run anything. Yeah, I, it's, I it's actually, very simple. I was actually watching those Cthulhu games last night, and they were awesome, by the way. <laughs> Thank you. I'm having a lot of fun with those. We, 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 we have a pretty star-studded cast as far as Cypher goes and on Twitch goes, and it's it's a blast. I just I just sit there. I just got to keep up. That's that's the only thing I got to do. <laughs> uh, Jess is in that game, right? Yeah, yeah. Burst of yeah. Hope is in that, Jess. Yeah, um, Marcy, Marcy Velen is in that. She's yeah. the one who runs Owl of Lycia. Yeah, she's um, as well. Yeah, so, so several amazing people. Um, we also have uh, Nomadic is coming on soon. Um, and Little Red Dot, also known as Chelsea, is also on there. Huge names. Uh, uh, Nomadic is in God's Fall. I don't know if you've ever heard of that podcast. Yeah. Um, and, and Owl of Lycia is currently on Little Red Dot, or Chelsea's channel right now. So. Yep. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So, is it me? Yeah. Is there, is there a system that you haven't tried and would love to stream one day on your show? Oh man, uh, a system I have not tried and would love to stream. I'm sure there Torg? is. Torg? Definitely not Torg. Uh, <laughs> I mean, listen, uh, Ulysses America, if you want to sponsor me to pay, play Torg, you're listening right now. Don't worry, Dino already had the cash register. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, will, I will definitely play Torg. Um, no, I have this problem where I keep buying Kickstarters. And then they just sit there and collect dust. Um, I, w I would say if we're talking about Monty Cook games, the one of the ones I really want to play is um, I have the black cube just sitting here taunting me at all times. Uh, I've opened it and I've like looked at it. And then I was like, this is complicated and I don't have enough friend for this. And I put it away. Uh, I don't have enough friends or time for that. So I was like, I'd love to play that. Uh, I know that Grant Ellis runs that uh, across all kinds of places. And he does it with like a continuing world on all the places he runs it. Um, so I definitely want to get in on that. Um, but I mean, I, I, it's my channel, right? So I can kind of just be like, Hey, I want to run Conan and then somebody else wants to run Conan. It's not that it's, it's not that in a world of, of where everyone's a DM and a player, I can just be like, does anyone want to run this game? And then at least one person's going to be like, I'll try it. <laughs> um, yeah. Plus we do the, plus we do, we do one shots every month. We do four one shots for charity. So that's a great way to jump in and test new games in just a small little content window without having to commit to a, a full-term schedule of a game. Nice. And that's why we love one shots. <laughs> yeah. They're great. Just to touch on Invisible Sun, when I first saw it, I said, this is going to be impossible to stream. There's too many moving parts. And then I see Grant Ellis does it without breaking a sweat. Yeah. So, we love you, Grant. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you are who you are. <laughs> the one thing about Invisible Sun that I've figured out is it's not complicated. It's, it's again, it's like Cypher System. Right. The, the moving parts are just story. Yeah. The game is like chock so full of stuff for you to use to build your world you know so um yeah and like you said the grant streams that with no issue because it's really is really just a huge narrative you know yeah mm -hmm. you know it's it's harry potter done right <laughs> <laughs> oh boy 
<laughs> all right, but now that we're talking about you know streamers and you know you know we hit all those big names that are on your streams. Sure. Do you have any advice for newcomers to the scene who kind of want to get started on their own streams? Like, what advice do you have for them trying to stream for a live audience and um, GMing wise? What do you think is the biggest difference for? Um, GMing for uh, an audience online and GMing for your friends at home. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so let, let's let's unpack that question. So I, I've been getting this one a lot, right? Which is like, hey, how do I become a, a tabletop streamer? Um, my first recommendation is don't. Uh, my second, <laughs> my second, my second recommendation is is research, right? Because everyone and everyone does it. I did it too. Everyone sees someone like Critical Role and says, my, fam my family and friends, we're funnier than that, or we can do that too. Let's slap on a camera. And it turns out not everyone can or everyone would, right? It's the same thing. Like I could be Arnold Schwarzenegger. I could be, but I'm not going to. Once I saw what it took to go to the gym, I was like, nah, I like cheeseburgers. I'm going to pass. Um, so like research, right? So research, first of all, identify why you want to do it. Do you want to do it as a hobby? You want to do it a hobby? Ignore everything I said. Go nuts. Have fun. If you want to do it as like a business, or you might want to do it as a business, research. Um, there's a huge, there's a huge difference between being a DM on a live stream platform and running a channel. I have plenty of DMs on my show that are not running a channel, and I run a channel, and I don't always DM on my show. Um, so you might just want to DM in front of a live audience, or you might want to just play online, and that's fine too. You can find someone who has a channel that's willing to host you or, or put you on their show. Um, and then there's a lot of people that don't even realize how much uh, or how many other roles there are in a channel. Like I need community managers. I need all, I need artists. I need this. I need moderate. I need all kinds of things. So you might just want to be involved with one portion of the stream, and that's fine too. But do your research and figure out why you want to do it. Identify that kind of thing. Um, maybe you just want to be a player, and you don't need to make a whole channel if you want to be a player, right? There's so much more stress attached to that. Than, than you need to worry about. Um, now, as far as GMing uh, on Twitch versus on um, uh, at home, uh, same thing applies, right? Is find out, are you GMing as, as a hobby? Or are you GMing to make a career or, or do some kind of business out of it? If you're GMing as a hobby, ignore everything I said, have fun. Um, <laughs> if you are, if you are, are doing it for, for business reasons, um, research, again, research it. Uh, because like I said before, no one, no one wants to hear your number crunching. Um, it's not entertaining, right? Think about uh, Twitch or YouTube or whatever. It's an entertainment platform. So we actually change the vernacular. I know, I know a lot of people on Twitch do it as well. Uh, we don't call our, uh, our, we call them campaigns kind of, but we call it a show. I'm running a show. It's a 12-week show. Um, and if we run that same show multiple times, it's broken down into seasons. Right now, we're running a show called Knights of Truth that's on season two. Each season is roughly 12 episodes, um, give or take, if case we have to cancel one. Uh, each show runs to two hours. We have a two-hour runtime. Um, there's like a pre-production meeting. Like we do, like I have like a 10-minute window where I'm like, hey, cast, we're going to go over this kind of thing. I call them a cast. I don't call them players. Um, <laughs> and then after the show ends, after that, that episode, we call them episodes as well. We don't call them like sessions. We call them episodes. Uh, after the episode ends, we have a post-production kind of thing. Hey, this is what went well. This is what could have gone better. Uh, let's try this next week, that kind of thing. Um, and then once you get into like a rhythm, uh, it works out. And you're going to have to start learning that and doing that because like once you get to like the, the low to mid range where I am, 
uh, you'll meet other streamers and they know how to do that already, so it becomes less of a hassle. Um, like casting is my least favorite thing in the world to do that I actually have to go out and do now. I have to find, because I have to find personalities that mesh well with other personalities that also mesh well with the campaign and the story that I'm trying to run. Um, so it becomes far less about like, just sitting down with your friends and playing a campaign, you can do that, and I, that's how I started. Uh, but now it becomes more like a production and casting and directing and that kind of thing. Um, and then when you're telling the story, it's far more uh, narrative. Uh, there are entire two-hour sessions uh, that I don't have anyone roll a dice. Um, and that translates to home life as well. I notice that I am far more theatrical. My descriptions are far more grandiose when I'm at home now that I started streaming on Twitch. I am far more comfortable doing voices uh, now at home than I was before. Um, and we've played an entire six-hour session. Like, I had to check in with some of my players because I have newer players um, to me. They've been playing for a while, but they're, they're a new group for me. Uh, I run a group of army guys at my house, and we had, like, a six-hour session where no one rolled a die. And afterwards, I was like, hey, man, just so you know, that's not abnormal for me. And they were like, that's cool. <laughs> it was great. We were there with you. And I was like, okay. You know, if we have like a session where there's no combat for six hours, no one's going to be like, this game sucks and leave. <laughs> like, we'll have combat. Um, and they were like, cool. So, yeah, you get more of that like narrative storytell kind of thing. Um, and it trickles you know, to home. You know, it's funny when you like read like the Reddit boards or, you know, servers of people. Oh, you always get that one guy complaining. Oh, those Twitch streamers—that's not real D and D, or that's not. And I was like, yeah, but real D and D, nobody wants to watch. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing, right? So, like, I'm, I'm, I'm playing real D and D. Like the the actions I take and what I do, there's no difference. Like, and if you were to rec if you were to follow me around at home and see me playing my character at home, vice my character online, I'm playing the same way. Um, yeah. It's just like we know that there's no, at no point in any time, I mean, if you are, you messed up. If, at no point in any time on Twitch, you're going to see someone do this and just start playing on Reddit. But you're going to see that at home, right? <laughs> Someone's going to get a text message from their wife. They're going to take, take this call. Hold on a second. Right? You play for eight hours at home, but really you only played for four because four of the other hours you were just messing around, cooking a snack, making, ordering a pizza for three hours, you know, figuring out who owes who money for the last pizza. So, like, we just... Edit, it's basically we just edit out all of that thing. We condense it to, to two hours, and we say, "Hey, look, we all have time constraints. Let's respect our time." Boom. All right. So now we're going to just hit you up with another question. We you sure. kind of touched on it. We were going to ask you about how you made did your selections for your casting. So you know, is there a specific type of uh, person or you know uh, cast member you look for since you don't like to call them necessarily players? Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so like, I mean, with, with casting, again, it's, it's a show, right? So it's, it's media production. So we're looking for a diverse cast. Uh, the problem is, uh, the problem that I've encountered, fortunately, I have made friends uh, and they are helping make leaps and bounds in that. Uh, there's so, only so much I can do as a straight white dude and be like, hey, <laughs> we're inclusive too if you want to come play. Because everyone goes, are you? Um, so unfortunately I've made leaps and bounds and friends that can assist with that and be like, no, no guys, seriously, come on over. Um, so that's been really cool. Um, uh, but that's it, man. Like I'm, I'm my, my, so I hate gatekeeping, uh, but everyone knows the phrase, right? My, my level of gatekeeping is don't be a shitty player, 
right? Like if you're a good, like you have to be entertaining. It's a show, right? Mm. So if you're not like fun to watch, if you just sit there and you're kind of very monotone the entire time and you just say, I, okay, then I attack the monster. No one wants to see that, right? Yeah. You have to be animated. Yeah. You have to like get into your character. You have to like evoke emotion, right? Um, you you kind of have to be, it's the same reason why you'd watch a TV show like that. Oh, that character is so cool or that character is such a bastard, right? Um, it's the same kind of deal, right? Um, so I, I look for that. I look for theatrical people. I look for, you know, and it's with Twitch, it's easy because there's so many of us doing it that I can be like, oh, I watched this one show on this one channel. and I really like that player. Hey, man, what are you doing in two weeks? I got a show coming up, right? Um, and then another thing we do is a great way that's like a, a testing ground for people uh, is is our charity streams because it's it's 12 hours long. It's th uh, four three-hour one-shots. So we, we roll through uh, four DMs. I don't even know how many players, four times four, so 16 players. Uh, yeah, that's how many. Uh, 16 players uh, over 12 hours that I get to watch and like experience them. And then usually you'll see a few people come back when they have time, either in one shots or in shows. Um, but that's it. I try to get a mixed cast uh, of, of just people who are having a good time. Um, is, it, is it the same process to recruit GMs as well? How, how do you go about um, finding GMs? I am lucking out in that department now uh but before that yeah it was very much the same it was like hey uh you gm'd on another channel or hey you voice your opinion in my community that you're a gm uh what do you do you want to run something if so what do you want to run talk about the story let's get that on um fortunately now i've gotten to a place uh recently like last six months so knock on wood uh i've gotten to a place where i have other gms saying hey man I'm a GM. I want to run this, and they're pitching me a show idea, um, so I can say I can read, I can review the show, and be like, okay, yeah, this is cool. Um, I actually have a guy who pitches me like three shows at the same time. It's like I want to run one of these, pick one. I'm like, okay, <laughs> that's awesome. That's um, the and then I go about finding a cat. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, that is awesome. I'm just saying, if you need some players for your charity stream. Yeah, so if you, if you want to be, so I mean, I don't want to plug everything too hard here, but if you want to be on the charity stream, uh, the first of all, the best way to be notified is in our Discord. Uh, the second best way to be notified is on the Twitter, uh, because we have Kiana, uh, who is, if you've, if you've been in the, the Twitter, Twitch sphere, you've probably seen her. Uh, Kiana S. on Twitter, she is our charity coordinator, and she puts out all of our charity tweets, and she actually runs a uh, Google form that you can sign up for, you know, where, have you GM before, have you played before, do you a mic, a camera, all that stuff. Um, and then she goes through and like places everybody. So she does all the casting and cast direction for that now. And then she just hands it to me and says, okay, show up on this date. And I go, cool. Um, <laughs> so I used to do all that and I used to play for the 12 hours straight. Um, I was told that I was insane and that I need to stop. And so <laughs> I have I have done that. Uh, 12 hours straight of playing and running production is, is a bit of a long time. But yeah, that's the best way. If you guys want to be part of the charity, you're going to get it. It's for Extra Life, so 100% of the proceeds yeah, go to help sick kids. That's a great thing. And of course, we're going to add those description, those links to the description of below with all the other, many other links from Unmade Gaming. <laughs> uh, and just to piggyback real quick on the, the question we're, we're talking about now. Earlier on in Unmade Gaming, did you ever do like, I know you said it was just you and your friend, but when you first started like to get into the public eye or, you know, mm. to get into the public, you know, domain or whatever have you, did you ever do anything like open casting calls where you made like a post on Reddit saying, hey, I need player or, you know, I need cast members for so and so was it always just you seeing people playing and then, you know, kind of headhunting? 
Uh, no, I was always selective, right? I wasn't as selective. I didn't have as much reach as I do now, so I, I couldn't be as selective. I never did open casting calls because that terrifies me, right? Because <laughs> um, you, you put out an open casting call, and it's, like if you want to play games online, put out an open casting call. Great. Uh, I wouldn't recommend live streaming those open casting calls uh, because, like, you don't know those people, right? Exactly. So, like, you don't want you don't want to be live and have someone say something that you're like, oh, uh, uh, that was a little. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I wrote like, that now. Like, uh, you gonna? I want to roll. <laughs> man, we, we talking about the game, right? We're gonna roll. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ooh. Um, so yeah, there, there's, I've seen some things. Uh, I mean, obviously you also want to like check for camera quality, microphone quality, because you don't want someone talking on a tin can. Um, I've actually bought a player a microphone just to make sure they have a great one. Uh, it's a friend of mine. I've bought a webcam for players um, that I really wanted to play with. But it started out with my friends locally uh, on a couch, and then we transitioned that game to online. Um, and then I used to only run like one game a week. Uh, and then that grew to a couple games a week, and I was running all of those, uh, and also running the twelve-hour charity stream, and, and so I was I was running, I was GMing for like hours and hours a week, um, and then we, but even then we started building out our, our community, so I started to pull cast members from our community, and I would reach out because again I've, I've been in the military for a good number of years now, so I'd pull old friends in from like out of state, be like, hey, you want to run this, you want to play in this game, you want to do this, uh, and then once I started getting. Uh, a little bit of clout, I could like, oh, reach out to other people and be like, hey, you were on this show, do you want to be on another one? Kind of thing. Nice. Mm, that's a good I mean, yeah. Uh, <laughs> online gaming, you guys have a lot of shows. You know, you have The Seekers, Knights of the Truth. Is yep. there a favorite show that you've been on or a favorite show Ooh. that you GM'd for? Yeah. Man, of course there is. Uh, <laughs> so I would say there's probably my top three, right? Um, is uh, if you go uh, Atari Twilight uh, is is probably my top game. Uh, I have I have a lot of uh, nostalgic attachment to that. Atari Twilight is using the Tales from the Loop system uh, by a Swedish company called Free League. Um, amazing, right yeah, amazing yeah. setting, amazing system. Uh, super simple, very little bar for entry, uh, and it plays like the Goonies. Uh, it plays like Stranger Things. It plays like Stand By Me. Um, and the GM for that game is a, a great friend of mine. I met him playing games on Twitch. Uh, he is outstanding. He's outstanding as a player. He's outstanding as a GM. And so I, I grabbed him because he is a he's a huge fan of the '80s, and he's got kids of his own. Um, and so he, he gives them that 80s nostalgia as well. And so I'm like, man, you have to run this game set in the 80s. And he's like, cool. So I grabbed, that was one of those games where I, I just grabbed all of my friends. I was like, hey, we're playing a game. I didn't cast that. I was like, you, 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 and you sit down. We're playing this game for 12 weeks. And they were like, Is okay. that on YouTube? Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's an amazing game. Um, and yeah, it was, it was very nostalgic. It was very 80s. Uh, we dressed up for it and everything. Like we we went we went hard on that game and we had a blast. Uh, I still we still talk about that game and it was like like six months ago that it happened. Um, that's one of the games we're gonna come back as a podcast at some point. I don't know when, but we we're not done there. Uh, we're not done there, and especially since the the Tales from the Loop company they just released the um, sequel to that called Things from the Flood, which is the '90s game. Um, and so we cannot wait to transition from the '80s to the '90s because we started playing in 1986. Um, so it's only a few short years before we hit the 90s. And we were playing in a very Stranger Things, like weird, like we had one of the kids almost die. 
um, which is not a part of the game. Normally in the game it says, hey, don't kids can't die. We're like, <laughs> let's do some strange things with that. Let's, let's leave Goonies behind and go a little dark. Um, it was amazing. So, uh, and then, I have only one question about that. Sure. Uh, do you want guest stars? Because, you know, I grew up in the 80s. I'm <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's, a, that's, that's one of the reasons why we want to transition to podcasts, right? Because there's no visual aspect. So if we have a guest star, we can just have you slide in, do your maybe do your scene, do your whole hour-long podcast session with us, and, like, bounce out, right? Um, whereas it's very much harder to do that live on stream where you kind of get only adjust camera. To do that. But, yeah, we are definitely going to be doing guest stars and, and, and having, like, you know, show spots on that um, for like NPCs or for your you know players or whatever. So that's gonna be that's gonna be super awesome. You gonna transition the same characters, right? Yeah, we're gonna. We're, that, that's the plan. Oh, that's gonna be, yeah, that'll be awesome. Continue over because everyone seemed to love those characters. So uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be, be, awesome. be you know that would be cool to be able to play like a teenager in the '80s who like you know all these young kids. You know, hey, get away from me, get away from yeah. me, go away. You know, and then <laughs> the '90s, and he's like the 30 year old guy you go talk to. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. So we're going to be, so we were in, so the way the Tales from the Loop works is uh, the maximum age is 15. Right. Once it becomes, there's, there is no rules for a 16 year old, but we're all 13. So if we play 1986, 87, 88, 89, we'll be 15 and 89. And then as soon as we hit 1990, that's things from the flood, we'll be 16. <laughs> and then now we are teenagers in the 90s, which is going to be super rad. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's going to be, that's going to be a really cool thing. Um, and it gets way darker in uh, things from the flood as well. So like that's that's kind of our aesthetic is is a little bit dark. Uh, that's right. my aesthetic personally. Um, but the other two in that top three are um, they're actually games run by the same person, um, and they are part of the Six and Twenty franchise. Uh, Six and Twenty was a, uh, a a daring endeavor. We ran the same system in the same city across multiple channels on Twitch every week. Um, so the first one was called uh, 6 and 20, Blades in the Dark. Um, my crew was called The Shroud. I love that game. That game ran for three seasons, so 30-ish episodes. Uh, but we ran that with two other channels at the same time. And the GM ran all three games every week. So what we did affected the other crews and the other, because we're all in one single city. So that was nuts. Um, and then we took the same concept and applied it to 6 and 20 Metropolis, which was using the... So the first one was using the rule set for Blades in the Dark. The second one was using the rule set for a game called City of Mist, where you're all like yeah. fantasy superheroes kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and those are both amazing. In the first game, I played like a very... Um, Littlefinger meets Moriarty. So I was kind of cutthroat. I was kind of like the guy who knew everything about everyone. And I had plans within plans. That was super fun. And then in um, the City of Mist one, I played uh, Peter Pan. So I got to play a 13-year-old kid who didn't understand that he was 13 uh, and didn't understand why everyone was freaking out about all the things that were happening around him because he was in this childlike wonderland. But yeah, those are all on YouTube. Those are all, they were all super fun, amazing games. I, I look back fondly on those games. Oh, those sound awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll definitely Especially have, the Blades of oh, the Dark. Blades of the Dark is such a great game. Oh God, it's so good. And we'll yeah. definitely try yeah. to include links to those. You know, I'm assuming you have like, you know, yeah. those, those links on YouTube where you can like link all the episodes and I think oh, yeah. all the folders yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll definitely try to include those so people can get a look at them. Sure. But um, now that we're telling you, you mentioned a bunch of different game systems and you know, there's a, right. there's a game coming up that a lot of people are excited about, which is, uh, you know, Arcana, Arcana of the Ancients, you know, the Monty Cook games Kickstarter. It's, you know, Mario yeah, yeah. Ivy and Numenera. And uh, how do you feel about that? And would you consider running it for Unmade Gaming? 
Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it. Uh, so, like, I, I've talked to um, the Monty Cook team. Uh, I've talked to Darcy uh, extensively about that game. Um, I'm very excited for it because it, it's smart, right? From a business standpoint, it's smart. You take Numenera, excuse me, you take Numenera core concepts, you apply them to D&D. Now people are like, oh, look at this fancy new thing. Let me check out that, that Numenera kind of thing, right? Um, so from a business standpoint, it's smart. Plus, I mean, Monty Cook pretty much wrote D&D 3. So yeah. like... The guy knows this stuff, um, and, and five's not that hard. Uh, so it's it's a great it's a great business thing. Um, I actually just did a three a three parts mini series on a, a channel that I'm on called Saber Dice, and I essentially did a very very comedic, very slapstick, very beer and pretzels uh, uh, version of uh, the Jade Colossus in D and D five e, which I know is part of the Kickstarter. I know that you guys are already yeah. getting that. But I was yeah. essentially live converting Numenera to D and D for two and a half hours straight uh, <laughs> for three weeks in a row, um, which was a little bit stressful, but it was fun. Um, and that is because that is a uh, that's a sponsored show, and obviously they they have to play games that have big numbers. Um, and D and D is the game that has the big numbers. Uh, mm -hmm. But I love Numenera and I love Cyber System, so I was like, you know what? If you're making me run something, I'm gonna secretly run Numenera the entire time, <laughs> uh, and I'll just make you roll That's D and D awesome. numbers. Yeah. Um, for me, would I run it on the channel? Um, probably not, uh, only because I would just run Numenera, right? Uh, it's it's my channel. I'll run whatever the hell I want. Um, and for me, for me, I I like so many more games that aren't D and D. D and D is great. D&D uh, &D is great in the same way that, like, Lord of the Rings is great, but you don't want to only watch Lord of the Rings forever, right? You want to watch other movies, too. Um, and that's kind of how I feel about D&D, about, about &D, uh, is it's great. It does exactly what it's supposed to do. It's awesome. Uh, I will continue to play it till I'm dead. But there's also all these other games that do awesome stuff, too, and I want to try those. Um, and so if I can use my platform to, to bring those up, uh, I will absolutely, absolutely play those games. I mean, that'll lead into a question I have because, you know, we've, we've done interviews with several Twitch streamers. Sure. And, and uh, you know, a lot of them tell us, uh, oh, hey, you know, we have to make 5e our bread and butter because that's what brings us the views. Is that is there a drastic difference, in your opinion, in viewership when you, you know, you make that left at Albuquerque and <sighs> start touching other games that are not necessarily as popular? I mean... Yes and no, right? So, like, you're on, on any platform, right? You're going to have your core viewers, right? So, like, you can make a video on Numenera forever, and you're always going to have a 1,000 views on it, right? And then you make a one video on D&D, &D and you might have, like, 500 views on it. But those 500 are your core viewers. So you could do anything, and you're going to get the same 500 people. So, like, I could put any game on the channel, and we're still going to get X number of people in there. Um, there are certain games that, like, no one's heard of, uh, or there are certain games that, like, the developers don't understand or know what Twitch is uh, or, or have a very active social media, um, so they don't know how to support someone that's doing that. I mean, essentially, me playing a game or anyone playing a game anywhere, really, is, is free publicity, right? So, obviously, like, companies want to retweet, oh, this person's playing our game, and they're not terrible humans. <laughs> Go check them out, right? Um, it's, it's free publicity for anyone. Um, so, there are a few, like, like, very niche games, very, like, small indie games that, like, um, you won't find people that are like, oh, I'm here to see this one game. Or if you do, they're like, oh my god, I'm super into this one game, and they become like hyper fans of that of that one thing. Um, obviously, D and D is is it's it's synonymous with tabletop gaming, right? It's like it's like Band Aid or Kleenex. 
right? Mm-hmm. If you think tabletop, you think D and D. So everyone sees tabletop like, oh, are you playing D and D? And you'd be like, no, I'm playing Numenera, or I'm playing Cyber System, or I'm playing Tales from Illumina. Like, oh, what's that? Um, and that's usually where you lose people because they don't understand that like D and D isn't the all being tabletop game. <laughs> um, but yeah, once you get someone like watching, it really just comes down to your game. It really comes down to like um, market share, right? Are you are you entertaining? If you're entertaining, yes. If you're not entertaining and you're playing D&D, you're not going to have numbers either, right? So if you're entertaining, you can kind of play whatever you want. Um, that's kind of what it comes down to, right? You could have, you know, the best lighting, the best sound quality, but if you're boring as hell, no one wants to see your game, uh, regardless of what system it is. Uh, so D&D won't save you there. It's a great entry point because D&D has its own category in, in, uh, in Twitch. Uh, but yeah, you can, you can play your own game. Uh, it's just you can play whatever game you want. It's just going to take a little bit more work. You might have to reach out to the company. You might have to be like, "Hey man, can you retweet us? Hey man, we're going to be doing a game. You know, whatever support you can give us. You may have to like post on Reddit or go be active on Reddit or find a community on Facebook to post there. You know, there's always. It, it's just you to put the work in to get the people there. Nice. That's so, a great answer. It, you know, with that being said, what do we have to look forward to from Unmade Gaming in the future? Yeah. Man, you know, games? <laughs> I I don't know. Um, we have we have uh, tomorrow the last episode. Yeah. Uh, no, you caught me you caught me in the first quarter of the new season. Um, so I don't really start looking at the next season of games until about halfway through. Um, I know that so here's what I can tell you, right? So we have uh, we have one podcast in the works that's gonna be uh, D&D 5e. Um, we have several podcasts that I have just sitting around here waiting for me to find the time and patience to to make them go. Um, those are probably going to be Atari Twilight, which is Tales from the Loop, and something to do with City of Mist, uh, because I love the game, I love the company, and the guy who made the game is a, is a, is a good dude. Um, and I personally am a huge fan of um, Powered by the Apocalypse games, I'm a huge fan of Cyber System games, and I'm a huge fan of anything that Free League puts out. Um, so you're going to see a lot more of those on the channel uh, as often as I can put them on there, um, whether I'm running them or whether someone else is running them. Uh, those are like the three major things, like Monty Cook Games and Free League are the two companies that I'm pushing down everyone's throat because I think they're <laughs> they're I think they're fantastic. Um, and I know that Free League just got the rights to make a new Aliens game uh, based on the 1980s franchise that's coming out soon. Uh, so I cannot wait till that comes out. And as soon as that comes out, we're running that. Um, so that's what I can say. Officially, that's coming to the channel as soon as goddamn possible. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> and I just want to piggyback real quick. I, you know, you've already uh, professed your love of the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, have you had an unmasked game on your channel yet? We haven't had unmasked because... Um, so I'm new to the supers uh, in general. Uh, I, I was introduced to Masters and Ma- uh, Mutants and Masterminds, but I never actually played it. Uh, we've played uh, Masks, A New Generation, which is a Powered by the Apocalypse game. I have Unmasked sitting here behind this green screen. Um, but like, I think I'm not super obsessed with the superhero aspect of supers. Um, and what aspect of supers I am, uh, I do enjoy was that it was very much scratched by City of Mist uh, because it was just enough supers and it was also just enough gritty, noir, dark kind of thing. And I like that aspect of it. Um, 
I would enjoy probably playing in like X-Men from the 90s TV show, right? Uh, with all the fun orange and bright pinks and yellows <laughs> and all that that colorfulness. Um, but like, it's not necessarily my aesthetic. Uh, will we will we run one? Maybe. Uh, it's definitely not off the table. Uh, if someone pitches me an idea that says, hey, I really want to run Unmasked and here's the plot for it. I'm like, okay. Um, but there's no official me running that. Same thing with Predation. It sounds really dope. Um, but I'm like, but oh, Predation is fun. Yeah, that's I mean, we did it. Fun. We did it in a one shot, and we're calling it. That's the show that's on right now called The Seekers. Uh, and the GM of that game is actually taking um, some of the aspects from Predation because in Horizon Zero Dawn you can like mount the the, the machines and ride them, and yes. then there's other like methods to like get in them to be your pet or something like that. So he's using the rule set from Predation to kind of swap over, replace dinosaurs with machines dinosaurs and he's kind of winging that together uh, which is super cool we saw a little bit of that in last night's episode um, so that's gonna be really cool to see how he kind of plays those two um, cypher system and numeric games together to make one uh, but yeah I mean that's if, if someone pitches a dope idea that's what I'll, I'll run it before before we jump into our rapid-fire questions I, I sure. just wanna, do you have a regularly scheduled days and times for your twitch stream yeah, so we're running with Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, all of the shows are on Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, and they all start at 8 p.m. Eastern. They run to about 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, give or take, you know, 10 or 15 minutes on either side. Um, and that's been the schedule for, I think, like, over a year now. Um, Wednesday, I play on another channel. I play on Saber Dice, uh, where we play D&D. We're actually switching over to Starfinder next week, uh, which should be interesting because I have some thoughts about Starfinder. Um, <laughs> They're about the same as Torg. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, so yeah, we should be switching over there. I also do a podcast with the Saber Dice guys. Um, and I used to play on other channels. So whenever there's an opportunity for me to jump on someone else's channel and kind of play, um, I, I have no problem doing that. I used to play for six hours straight on Mondays just because I was on two, uh, one channel and then my channel was on the night. So yeah, um, but that's, that's ours. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern on Unmade Gaming. All right, um, that concludes our easy questions. So now sure. is, is now where we go into our rapid fire questions. You know, this is the hard, you know, 60 minute <laughs> okay. deep, dig deep into your soul. We pull out I'm your ready. essence and, you know, spread it around so the whole world could see. Are you ready? It's a I, quick I'm, I'm nervous. I'm sweaty. It could be the lighting, but I'm ready for it. <laughs> First question is player or GM? Ooh, man. Uh I don't want to cop out, but both. Uh, like, I love I love world building and I love storytelling. Uh, but I play more often than I GM these days. Uh, and man, do I have a blast! Uh, so I, I lucked out in that in that role where I get to do each each of them just as much as the other one. So I'm a huge fan of both. Uh, pull punches or go for the TPK? Um, neither. Uh, I go for the narrative. Uh, my monsters last just as long as them to be cool. Um, and unless unless you do something stupid or you do something very heroic, you're not gonna die. And I'm pretty upfront with my players. Like, if there's warning signs that like, hey, you're level one, there's a dragon cave over there, and you walk into it, yeah, it's gonna eat you. You're, that's what happens, right? But I mean, unless you do something heroic, um, you're you're probably not gonna die. Um, and there's myriad of ways to not die in there. But I don't usually. Um, I mean, I, I roll behind a screen most of the time, but I, I'll, I'll pull a punch if I need to. Like, if it was just super lame. And it wasn't like dramatic. Uh, I'll pull that punch. Like I don't want this stupid one-hit zombie to crit you to death because that's not fun. Like that wasn't a cool moment for anyone. No one feels good about that. Online gaming or in person? 
Ah, oh, man, I don't have to wear pants for online gaming, so <laughs> that's a big, that's a big, that's a big up for me. I play in two games right now that are at home, um, and like I have to clean my house afterwards. I clean my house before. Like it's like for for this, I just turn the camera on and go, all right, let's go. Uh, so I'm gonna say online, online gaming for sure. Announce the difficulty number or keep it secret. I always announce it for for Numenera and, and Cipher. I always announce it. Um, I've only recently encountered people that don't, and it threw me for a loop. I was like, <laughs> they're like just open roll, and I was like, what does that mean? What do I? Do? <laughs> like, do I have to know the number? <laughs> yeah, show me right down. I was like, I don't, I don't know how to process this. Yeah, well, yeah I, I like knowing what I'm going. I for. tend to announce it as well, but we also tend to play for a lot of new players we introduce a cypher system to a lot of yeah. new players so you always have to announce it then yeah and uh, salty or sweet snacks at the gaming table uh man i chips i'm a <laughs> yeah. chips guy uh we do both though so we have a table where one of the uh one of our players uh she bakes uh something every every time we play so it's oh, always like awesome. there's always like brownies or something like that but like the go-to <laughs> snack is some kind of chips chips and soda Mm -hmm. All right, so you kind of answered this already, but RP, combat, or a good mix of both? Uh, RP, for sure. <laughs> uh, I find combat to be the most boring thing ever. Uh, and when I do combat, it's usually like I try to have something else going on at the same time. Like I'll do a skill challenge and combat or like an RP session and combat or, or something that's, that's happening on top of that. I find it boring and it takes way too long. And it takes it takes you too long to get back to what I find is fun, which is the the, the narrative part. <laughs> PDFs or physical books? Ah, oh, man, I will tell you what I love a physical book, but all of my physical books are either on the floor right there or behind this green screen, <laughs> and they never get opened because I also have the PDFs, and I sit here at my command station for like 12 hours a day. So rather than have to like take this down, pull the book out, find the page, I just control F and I, I go what I need. Um, so I utilize PDS more, but I do love a book. Good answer, good answer. Uh, pen and paper notes or digital? Uh, pen and paper, hands down. Uh, I like the tactile feel. I, 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 I have notebooks for all my games. I have notebooks for my games for, for Twitch as well. Um, and I feel like you retain more when you write it down rather than type it. Plus, typing on a mechanical keyboard while you're live is it's Ooh, very loud. So, like, it's look. not a good not a good look. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, uh, oh my God, drew a blank. What the hell? Pre-written adventure or original content? <laughs> um. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> He's like yes. yes. So yeah. one of the one of the new videos I'm going to be coming out with on the new channel is uh, it's it's called Mastering the Game, which is my DM kind of uh, my game master show, uh, and it's DM 101 or GM 101. Steal everything. Uh, so <laughs> I will take a piece of a campaign. I will take a setting. I will take a town. I will take one adventure. I'll take a dungeon. I'll take any number of things and steal them and put them in something else. Um, I literally just took, uh, I was running a game at home uh, for a bunch of army dudes, and I started with the D&D 4E module, Dead by Dawn, grabbed that, stole it, slapped it in there. Um, I then took another D&D module, I took a Pathfinder module, slapped them all together, and, and that's how the adventure cobbled together from the start. I think I took uh, Dead by Dawn from 4E, I took the Pathfinder adventure module um, from D&D, it's not Pathfinder, it's Pinecode from 3.5, um, called like the 
uh, Age of Worms, it's the first adventure, like Wind Lords or something like that. Temple of the Wind Lords. I snatched those together and I put one away and played that as a game. Um, so I definitely steal from modules uh, and make them my own. I have run from start to finish. I've run one, <laughs> and that was Curse's Rod. Uh, but I, I usually don't do that. I just steal bits and pieces and chunks. That's the best that way of doing it. Way do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, I think, to me, that's the, the, the spice of the game because, you know, I've had that discussion with so many different people about, you know, pre-made settings and everything else. I like the old-fashioned way where, you know, you'd get a, you know, I like, give me a book of taverns. So yeah. I just throw taverns into my d and <laughs> You know, give me give me a book of, you know, weird cities that can be anywhere. Yeah, for sure. I think that's why Numenera is so cool because they give you the steadfast, you know, they give you like quite a few just major places, but the rest of the world is yours. Yeah. And a lot of the adventures are just like, this is an adventure. Put it wherever you want inside yeah. Numenera. And you're like, okay. <laughs> I mean, even, even they're like, um, they're, they're, uh, they're quick adventures. The two oh, no, page, three page adventures are awesome. Yeah. yeah. They're quick adventures and they're, um, what is it? They're directed play, like, you know, mm -hmm. uh, like Dungeons and Dragons has Adventure League. Yeah, yeah. You know, they have Cypher Play. It's so cool because it can be run right alongside your regular campaign. Yep. Because it just fits in. It just it's it's not like I, I gotta go buy new material or whatever. You can just get in and get it going. Yeah. Yeah. I like to world build more than I like to uh, build encounters and build dungeons. So like I know if the narrative says, okay, we're fighting a cult. The cult is based on this thing, mm -hmm. and we're in like the forest. I'm just gonna Google cult-based forest adventure. <laughs> comes up, and whichever one looks the coolest or has the coolest title, I'm gonna make it work for me. And then I'll take like a piece of it and then stop whenever I need to. You know what's funny? I heard coke-based forest adventure. And I, I mean, mean, you Google Pablo Escobar is gonna yeah, show up. Either way, right? El Jefe comes out of it somewhere, oh, and that's boy. where. <laughs> Like that conversation took a step. With that <laughs> being said, <laughs> yo, thank you so much for being on. You know, it was a wonderful chat. You know, we got to hear a lot about unmade gaming and what you know what makes it tick and what brought it to life, and that was awesome. Hopefully, it inspires some people to you know go out, venture on their own, do their own thing. Um, and you know, hopefully, I'll check out your stuff because definitely sounds amazing. <laughs> and uh yeah thank you so much you know thank you everyone for watching you know for everyone watching we'll be sure to add everything down below in the description you know all the links we mentioned the youtubes uh, twitch twitter all that stuff uh but is there any specific twitter or anything that you use or is it just unmade gaming or do you have a personal one uh no i use i use unmade gaming um my my dms are always open uh my tweets are always open if you guys want to ask me questions about tabletop you want to ask me questions about twitch streaming you know my thoughts on the new avengers uh movie <laughs> whatever uh, it's, it's at unmade gaming uh and thank you guys so much for having me on the show uh this was super fun uh i know we had some we had some scheduling issues before but like i'm glad i got on the show this is super rad i'm glad i got recommended and uh if you could just give me a list of who said i should be on the show so i can give them <laughs> Free products. Oh, uh, absolutely. <laughs> and <laughs> and the, the pleasure was all ours. Come back and see us, you know what, and hopefully we can do some other cross-platform stuff, come over and play sure. with you, maybe... Uh, maybe I'll run some unmasks for you. Hey, do it up. Oh, or Torg. I'm a internet connection. What's uh, what was that? <laughs> anyway. You're on that cash register. <laughs> <laughs> 
For all you viewers at home, thank you again. Um, you know, be sure to like, share, subscribe. You know, the more we get out there, the more we can keep doing this stuff. And uh, yeah, simply thank you so much. So from us at the CU, we will see you later. Bye, everybody. <laughs>